Welcome to Embracing the Journey, a program focused on the freedom that comes from being able to talk about death. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank. Today we will learn about palliative care, medical care for people living with a serious illness. Joining me are Michelle Tagg, Community Liaison from Hospice of the Foothills, and Lauren Sweeney from Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital, the manager of palliative care and infusion care at Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital. Welcome, Michelle and Lauren. Thank, Thank you. you. I always like to, to let the listeners know a little bit about you both. So maybe, Michelle, you could start by telling us, you know, what do you do as a community liaison for Hospice of the Foothills? Sure. So I am a medical social worker by profession, um, but my role as the liaison um, allows me to connect with community partners and which would include the hospital, um, assisted living facilities, nursing homes, anybody who's willing to listen to me talk about hospice. Okay, great. And Lauren, I'm not sure if I said your last name correctly. Is it Lauren Sweeney? Sweeney. Sweeney. Lauren, could you tell us a little bit about what you actually do in your job? Sure. Um, well, I've been at the hospital for a very long time. I, I've been here for 38 years. I've actually been doing palliative medicine um, and palliative um, running the um, inpatient palliative team since 2002. And so we've seen a lot of growth and um, it's it's been amazing we um, work very closely with Hospice of the Foothills. So Michelle and I are on the palliative care team at the hospital. Um, I am the manager of the palliative care team, and I also run the infusion center at the hospital. So for those who are tuning in who maybe haven't even heard of what this term is, palliative care, I'd love to hear from both of you how you would define palliative care. Maybe start with Michelle. Yes. So, you know, I tend to phrase it as symptom management. So palliative care um, is overseeing a patient's symptoms while they are undergoing life-prolonging treatment um, as an outpatient. If I were to be talking to somebody that was more hospice-focused, I would say that palliative programs are not necessarily hospice programs, but all hospice programs provide palliative care. Okay, Lauren, and what do you want to add to that or change about that? So Michelle and I are on the same page. Uh, what I would, how I explain it to the patients in the hospital and sometimes, um, well, always the family members is, I want them to think of it as a big umbrella. So we start out with symptom management um, in the middle of that umbrella can be um, chronic um, management of symptoms all the way to the end where we are talking end of life, comfort care. So it is absolutely a vast area of symptom management and really um, focusing in on quality of life. So how would it be different from hospice care? And maybe we start again with Michelle. So hospice care is more um, appropriate for a patient 
who has chosen the natural process as opposed to prolonging life. Um, palliative care allows a patient to participate, let's say in um, chemotherapy or radiation um, in services that are life prolonging. Maybe that means for somebody with um, you know, renal failure, they might be going through, um, oh gosh, Lauren, what's the word? Dialysis. Dialysis. Um, and they simultaneously can receive um, symptom management through the palliative program, whereas hospice is supportive of the natural process. Do you have anything to add to that, Lauren? Well, um, in addition to exactly what Michelle said, we um, palliative care starting in the hospital, um, and it doesn't have to start in the hospital, but um, we whether it is um, acute acute pain um, incident in the hospital where the patient's pain is just very difficult to manage, they will call a palliative care team. Um, not only symptom management, but um, social distress, spiritual distress, we, our team um, addresses all of those. And so um, definitely, uh, symptoms are the biggest, but it can be all the way from a diabetic patient that's having peripheral neuropathy and um, having a lot of pain to their feet where we would um, come in alongside them and help them with um, medication adjustments um, all the way to a, an, uh, a patient with COPD emphysema that is newly on oxygen and how to manage that. So is palliative care something that a patient receives in lieu of other care? Are they giving up anything that they already have? No. No, except for that symptom that's causing them such distress and decreasing their quality of life. So it, it's just adding. So it would be beneficial for everybody who's facing a debilitating and chronic disease to receive right. palliative care. Yeah. So I, I have just a personal um, situation that I, I want to share and just get your feedback. Uh, several years ago, because of this show, I had learned more about palliative care. And when my father was in advanced stages of prostate cancer, I, I urged him to ask for it. And he did. And he met with an incredible doctor and nurse uh, who helped him immensely with his pain because up until that he had pain medication, but it just wasn't doing anything. And once he told his oncologist and then the a potential surgeon that they, he was going to meet with. They said, oh, that's a great idea. Those people are wonderful. I know them really well. And, and that was, it was great. But what struck me is, wow, why didn't they mention that to him before? And, and so do, can either one of you comment on, is, is this something that we do need to educate ourselves about so we can ask for? Well, I, I would say absolutely, because, um, just by you asking what the definition of palliative care is, we do this, Michelle and my um, myself and my team members do this every single day. And um, like I said, I've been doing this for 20, 21 years and people just need to, um, need to know that there is um, help out there 
and that um but i think that it it is sometimes put on a shelf until someone brings it up so um there are many uh, community physicians that are excellent at using outpatient palliative care. Um, and then I work with a group of um, hospital doctors that also um, will refer early. I mean, admission and the palliative care team is has a referral. So things are changing. It is getting, it is getting um, more widely understood. I think that the outpatient, uh, the fact that we have an outpatient community palliative care is excellent. And so I think that it will be um, continued to be well understood and well appreciated in our community. And Michelle, what about you? Do you have any comments to add? I think just to, to add to Lauren's comments, um, it's quite amazing that our little rural community has um, an outpatient palliative clinic. And Dr. Cronlin also consults with the hospital on their palliative team so that the hospitalists there have some guidance from her and from Emma, who's our nurse practitioner. Um, and not all communities necessarily have that um, closeness. So it it is really valuable for our, our little area. Yeah, and I know that you both have talked about the team and, and um, about this kind of support, but I really do want to expand on, on that mm -hmm. um, because until situations in my personal life um, had me interact with the medical social workers, I had no idea what a medical social worker was. And I still probably couldn't define that position, Michelle, but I know these people have made huge differences in my life and, and this is part of the team. So maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Start with Michelle and then maybe Lauren. Sure. So um, the I, I'll defer to Lauren for their team members, but here at um, Hospice of the Foothills and specifically Sierra Community Palliative Care, um, our outpatient clinic has um, Dr. Cronland as the medical director. Um, Emma is our nurse practitioner. Um, we have Ashley, who's our um, MA. And I am doing some, um, I guess, part-time connection with families as requested or as needed. Um, and the medical social work piece in that capacity um, ranges from resources, referrals, um, and I am doing some limited um, individual therapy type meetings as well. So uh, there's a vast kind of array. I think the um, opportunities are limitless. It's just a matter of not knowing what we don't know yet, what families necessarily need specifically from uh, the medical social worker, because sometimes our role is very unclear. Um, but we shouldn't let that stop us, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. And Lauren? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> when um, uh, we utilize our social workers um, to the nth degree, they are excellent including um, Michelle that we absolutely use as a resource when we have a patient that is either transitioning to 
outpatient palliative care or to hospice. And so on the hospital side of the team, um, it is myself and a part-time um, palliative nurse named Lana. And we have social workers, um, not, not full-time, but we do have social workers that are instrumental in being part of our um, palliative care team. We also, as Michelle mentioned, we um, have counsel with um, Dr. Cronlin and she helps um, with really difficult um, palliative care patients. In addition to our um, hospitalist team that are um, based in the hospital as far as our medical care. So um, is this something that insurance covers or do patients have to scramble to figure out how to address this? Well, oh, oh go ahead, Lauren, you well, go first. As far as, as, far as the, the, that's rolled up into the hospital charges. So um, I'll defer to Michelle. Um, so in regards to the outpatient setting, um, palliative care has not yet entirely become um, funded by insurance or covered by insurance. So we have some contracts um, that we are working on, some that are in place, but we, along with Hospice of the Fit Hills um, philosophy and with our mission, um, if a family is in need of the service, we do not um, allow them to go without if we cannot bill their insurance. So they are not billed for the service um, and we figure out how we can utilize our fundraisers and other means to cover their services. Well, you're listening to Embracing the Journey on KVMR. I'm Lori Burkhart-Frank, and my guests are Michelle Tagg from Hospice of the Foothills and Lauren Swinney from Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital, and we're talking about palliative care. And so from what I'm hearing, we're, we're talking about the palliative team, and you did say a term, Michelle, I wasn't immediately familiar with, MA. What's MA? Oh, medical assistant. Medical assistants. Okay. So we've got a team of, of people when a patient has palliative care. Do they have to give up the doctor that they've been working with? No. In fact, that physician remains vital um, because our, so just to clarify, Hospice of the Foothills um, has an outpatient palliative clinic that is alongside of Hospice of the Foothills, but they are separate entities. And the name of that is Sierra Community Palliative Care. Um, so their physician continues to manage um, all medical needs that are outside of those symptom managed needs. So yes, they maintain their physician and work as a team with our doctor or our nurse practitioner. And how does a patient know that it's time for palliative care or that they should ask that question more? So in the hospital setting, um, the physicians and the nurses on the unit really drive the um, consults. Um, many times the patients, um, if they are in distress, if they um, share that their quality of life is impaired, um, the nurses and the physicians will um, ask for a consult from the team. So there are, I mean, we work 
we say team, I don't know how many times I've said team, but it is, this is a team activity. You have to have a team. You cannot work by yourself. And so um, in addition to my team at the hospital, I really depend on um, Michelle and Dr. Cronlin and Emma to help us. So as far as the inpatient side, um, that's our process. I'll defer uh, to Michelle. Um, so for the outpatient process, uh, we receive referrals directly from physicians. Um, the hospital referrals are processed and patients will discharge home and then, so home or assisted living, the outpatient clinic is able to help those patients. Uh, we do not yet um, have the ability to help those that are in a skilled nursing facility setting. So a question that comes to me is, is, I've known some people who have been dealing with debilitating diseases and just getting by, but, but not the quality of life that, that you're talking about with palliative care. Can an individual refer themselves to just find out if palliative care would help them with this life debilitating disease that they're having to deal with? Yes. Um, the, the phone number. So you could call the um, palliative clinic directly at 530-272-5011. Um, or if you have the hospice number handy, you can also call that number and we work as a team to just connect each other with the programs. And that number is 530-274-5176. Because what, what I've come to associate palliative care with is, is hope. I mean, it's just like there's hope right. to feel better, to enjoy life more. And so if somebody's listening to this and and they're not having that sensation of hope because of extreme pain, or you were talking about in the team, it's not just pain, but perhaps spiritual crisis around right. their disease. That's also part of the team. Is that correct? Yes. And, and, you know, hospice, hospice has a, a chaplain. I think that social work many times will intervene, but it's that dis those distressing symptoms, physical, um, psychosocial, mm -hmm. uh, spiritual that we, um, that we address. Can I, and, I oh, go ahead, sorry. Michelle. I, I, go. what I wanted to just add is, you talked about hope. And I think the other piece that is important is that if there came a point in the palliative setting where a patient decided that they wanted quality um, of life, they wanted comfort, it is a very quick and seamless switch over to hospice as well. Um, and so there, again, there's this team approach all the way from inpatient or referral through um, end of life. And, and that can look very different for each person, but it, it's available to everybody. Yeah, it just, it is truly um, something that, that I think we all crave when we need help is to have um, a whole team that has that expertise and we don't have to figure out who to talk to next. Right. Yeah, so that that is such such a wonderful service that, that you both provide. 
does anyone else benefit from the patient? Uh, is this does palliative care have repercussions among caregivers and family? Wow. <laughs> yeah, positive. Positive. Well, <laughs> so, so my husband used um, outpatient palliative care services, and it was um, so um, comforting to know that he had a team of um, highly professional, skilled individuals monitoring his um, well level of pain. Um, thinking outside the box where it was it was so a lot of his symptoms were um, were managed in a way where we we absolutely had more quality of life at that time. Thank you for sharing that, Lauren. Mm -hmm. And Michelle, you I know you had some things to say too. Um, yes, I think um, it's important to remember that, you know, the caregiver or the spouse um, really needs and can benefit most from those social work services. So while the patient is being treated for the pain and shortness of breath, whatever those symptoms are, um, my involvement is often with the family or those who need the emotional support. Um, so it, again, it's that team work um, coming in and supporting the family um, just in a holistic approach. So we keep talking about the team, uh, but I wonder is, does somebody decide that they wanna be part of a palliative team or is this a special medical specialty? Well, it's, Lauren. <laughs> it's absolutely a specialty. Um, Dr. Cronlin is board certified in palliative medicine. And um, I would say that everybody on the team has either um, taken, um, enrolled in palliative education, been to lots of conferences, um, but yes, it is it is definitely a specialty. And Michelle, did you want to add anything to that? No, I don't think so. I think again, um, <laughs> this team um, goes um, out of their way to also provide some of that training. Um, specifically at the hospital, we are trying to pass on the knowledge and the information that we have just um, to increase the benefit of services there. So Lauren, thank you for sharing that personal story of for you. Um, are there any stories that either one of you could could share that again don't portray any confidences, but where palliative care made a significant difference in, in somebody that you've worked with over the years? Wow. So many. Gosh. <laughs> um, I, can, I can tell you about one that um so we have um a wonderful husband and wife, um, and I won't say who's the patient, but um, a lot of symptoms, a lot of distress, um, pain management, and um, this patient was referred to, um, we went ahead and referred him from my infusion center to outpatient palliative, and every time, I mean, he is... <laughs> 
the patient is a gracious person. And every time um, they come in, just accolades to the making that connection to the outpatient palliative services just every single time and just how quality of life has been increased. And it's really, it is every time it just um, reaffirms for me how very important this service is. And Michelle, have you, thank you very much, Lauren. Uh, Michelle, have you thought of something that you could share with, with us? Yeah, you know, I have a, a particularly touching story from a couple of years ago, actually. Um, and it was a woman who had repeated hospitalizations who was um, part of our outpatient clinic. Um, and on this final hospitalization, um, she was faced with a choice of returning home to be with her spouse or going into a nursing facility for end of life care. And she had chosen um, the nursing facility because she thought that there was no hope to go home with husband who was also medically um, challenged. And I was able to um, utilize Dr. Cronlin and the nurse practitioner over the phone during a hospital visit that, um, so that they could reassure her that if she were to go home, um, she would be well supported. And so she did end up going home um, and she was able to die with her spouse and caregivers there. Um, and it, it really made all the difference um, for both of them. Um, because the spouse otherwise had not seen her for um, several weeks and would not have seen her and then she would have passed and there would have been no connection there. So it was just a valuable resource to be able to include them in the conversation from the relationship that they had established with this particular woman. Yeah, and so that seems um, to be part of that social workers aspect, the human side of things, not right. just the pain side of things and the, the physical care, but that's that, how do we help people to have that, the best human quality experience, right. including medically? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I am completely a huge supporter of palliative care. I hope all of us are learning more about what it is and, and how we can ask for it and how we're been we in this community of Nevada County we do have palliative care. Um, I would like to ask both of you to comment on what you hope that the audience has their their takeaway on palliative care. Um, and uh, Lauren, you want to start? What do you hope that people have heard today? So I just hope that people um are feeling more open to asking about palliative care, not to be um, fearful about that word because it, it has huge meaning. And um, I just, I would hope that they have a little bit better understanding and just know that, um, that we are here to um, focus on quality of life. Thanks, Lauren. And Michelle, what about yourself? What do you want people to, uh, to have come away with? Um, I I agree with Lauren. I think it's important that people understand they're not giving anything up by choosing palliative care. 
um, it does not even need to equal hospice care. Um, palliative care is a way to still pursue life prolonging treatment and to receive support medically to be feel the best that you can possibly feel. So um, again, I wanna ask you both, or perhaps there's one particular number, but is there a phone number or a website or someplace that someone can find out more about palliative care? So, um, oh. Go ahead, Michelle. Okay, I was going to say, so hospiceofthefoothills.org has um, a link for the outpatient palliative, Sierra Community Palliative Care, um, or the phone number, which is 530-274-5176. Great, thanks, Michelle. And Lauren? And for the hospital, um, you can call uh, my number or my um, my peer's number. So my number is 530-274-6174 or 530-274-6110. Well, I want to thank you both so much for being on the show and, and enlightening us on, on palliative care. You've been listening to Embracing the Journey on KBMR. I'm Lori Burkhart Frank, and my guest has been Michelle Tagg from Hospice of the Foothills and Lauren Sweeney. I've got that wrong. Sweeney. Sweeney from Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital. You can tune in and listen to Embracing the Journey the fourth Tuesday of each month at 630.